0: From Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between, talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in a tavern, broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan. Welcome to Easy
1: Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Good evening. Welcome to the Easy Speak podcast on a special Saturday night edition due to some scheduling conflicts. We had to do it tonight instead of tomorrow night. But nonetheless, we're here tonight and excited about the show. We're going to talk about the Big Ten schedule drop for 2024 and 2025 with the addition of USC and UCLA coming into the fold. So we'll hit on Michigan's schedule. We're going to hit on Michigan State. And we have a special guest today that's going to talk about Ohio State Buckeyes. I know, guys. I'm sorry. But we have to try and stay non biased. But uh, we'll hit on that. And um, big news out of the golfing world uh, Live, PGA, and the DP world kind of forming one uh, big umbrella. Uh, Hasn't happened yet. Uh, Nothing's finalized. So we're going to kind of tackle this a different way tonight. We're going to tackle this as a non big golf fan. So none of us are really big time golf fan. So we're kind of on the outside looking in. So we're going to talk about it on, in in, in regards as that is concerned. Uh, Another one we're going to hit on that we're not really big fans of and shocking. We're going to hit soccer folks, you know, it's coming full circle when we're talking soccer, but big time news, Lionel Messi is going to play for inner Miami of the MLS so we're going to talk about what that really means for the MLS and uh, moving forward. Is it going to really bring a lot of positive energy to that league? And then later on in the show, we're going to continue on our Misunderstood series, uh, focusing on men's mental health and just issues that we are faced with every day. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about some of the struggles that that we have as men being parents and step parents. So. Um, you know you don't want to miss that it's going to be really cool so we're all gonna to, gonna to talk on that uh, but without further ado we're gonna bring in the co-hosts here Uh didn't think he was gonna make it he's a little under the weather but we're glad he's here mr rich jasper what's up my friend hey
0: tom how you doing Uh besides the fact i feel like shit today um yeah i sent you guys a text about an hour ago saying i don't think i'm gonna do it and then i was sitting here and i wrote a bunch of notes down for the for today some talking points on what we have and it's like i did all that work i might as well just suck it
1: up yeah i mean it's it's the weather it's the season christina's dealing with it right now too it sucks but we're glad
0: i think it's the canadian wildfires to be honest with you
1: (laughs) well you know what the air quality has been really bad so that that would make a lot of sense uh you you don't really realize until you like look down the street and you really can see the haze but uh well
0: i'll tell you right i'll tell you right now like normally when i drive to work in the morning I you know i take ford road down you know going east and you can see the skyline of detroit you couldn't even see it the other day it was all hazed out so yeah it's
1: wild (laughs) pardon the pun it's wild but uh hopefully that starts to uh dissipate a little bit i'm surprised my, my it hasn't affected my asthma but i rarely ever leave the house so that's a whole nother story but uh okay okay i think we know by now what that means what does that sound mean
0: somebody's got internet
1: mr jp uh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: somebody's got internet
2: yeah yeah, my uh, Pornhub subscription kind of blew my server last week, so I you apologize had, to everybody.
1: You had to clear your cookies and cache to, to, yeah. to get on tonight? <laughs> yeah, literally.
2: Well, uh, we're, we're, we're glad
1: you're, you're, you're coming from uh, the good literally. internet. We, we can hear you loud and clear. Uh, I do want to introduce our special guest tonight really quick. He is, uh, we consider him. Uh, the easy speak super fan uh, he's been very loyal uh he's just he's followed us and he's he's had a lot of good words and so we have invited him into the speakeasy tonight to talk some college football mr tim how are we doing
3: good how you guys doing
1: glad uh glad you, you're part of it um so uh what do you think about the speakeasy this is your first time in, in here it's
3: it needs some Ohio State decorations, but it's very beautiful. Right? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, you look
0: better. You look a lot better in blue and gold. That's coming from a hetero straight man.
1: Well, I got the flag. Right yeah, I was I'm just gonna in. say, over his uh, left shoulder is the proper proper uh, uh,
2: letter. Tom, Tom, maybe you can put that flag behind that Notre Dame flag. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you guys know, you guys know what my my motto is.
2: You know, they, that's a lie.
1: You buy it, I fly it. it, but there's one exception, but we're not going down that ah. road. We're not going down that road. We're not that type of show. Don't, you don't know that. Really. You already know yeah. that. So, yeah. without any further ado, let's get right to the meat and potatoes here. The Big Ten released their schedule, including the UCLA Bruins and USC Trojans joining the fray next year. This is pretty big. This is really big for the Big Ten. This take, makes them pretty much 1A next to the SEC, in my opinion. Uh, I can see it to where they're going to be just as good as the SEC within the next five years because I think there will be more teams jumping into the mix. Obviously, we're not going to see that within the next two or three, being the schedules have already been released. Uh, but JP, we'll start with you. You saw the schedule release. You saw the fact that there's no more divisions starting in 2024. What was your initial thought when you when you were
2: read that? Well, uh, I think it's a good thing. Uh, you're getting rid of the divisions. Obviously, your conference championship is going to be decided by the two best teams in the conference. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's clearly the last,
1: gosh, what, five, six years, the yeah. best teams have been in the East and the West kind of lumped into the, into the big 10 championship. And it just, doesn't make for, doesn't make for a, a good a competitive. Game. And, and, you know, big 10 is always getting criticized enough about, you know, where we think they should be compared to other conferences. So when you have a championship game that just doesn't, doesn't add up, it, it, it's tough, rich, We'll. I'll talk to you, uh, ask you the same question with with the fact that there's no more conferences. Do you think that levels the playing field and and so we're going to guarantee to get a true champion?
0: Well, and here's. I mean, I I agree. You get you'll get the best of the best in the you know in the Big Ten championship game. Here's here's the only thing that I personally think that they should maybe have held off maybe a couple of years maybe to. Uh, allow the USC, UCLA, uh, you know, go ahead and take the West. Right. And then, and play that matchup, right. Play that East coast, West coast matchup, uh, for a big 10 championship. Um, but regardless, you do want the two best teams representing, uh, for that, whether they're both out of the West, whether they're both out of the East, however, it maybe, um, I think maybe the, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think, uh, UCLA is going to probably far see the expectations when it comes to, um, uh, to where they're going to see that once it all shakes out in the first couple of years.
1: You, you said UCLA or USC? Uh, USC, USC. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're,
0: they're coming that's, in. That's the only team I worry about out of the West. Now it, I mean, out of that is, I mean, yeah, Ohio state. I know Tim's probably sitting there. Doing twirlies in his chair, probably. I like, can't believe he's hosing on him, but you know, if Clutched they would have his left those, yeah, and clutches pearls, you know. But if they would have left mm-hmm. it, you know, you know, divisions East and West, at least for a couple, you know, maybe the first two or three seasons or whatever, I think that would really gain some traction of maybe attracting some other teams, yeah, to join the Big Ten because, like, okay, well, geographically speaking, we're we're more of a West team. So we so and then you see some of those teams playing on the big stage on you know yeah. on you know Monday night or Saturday after Sunday at eight o'clock PM in Indy and you know, I think um you know I think they should have held off on that, but it, it ain't my division, but I, I, I see where they're coming from.
1: I I personally think they were trying to get ahead of the SEC because there there had been talks of the SEC dumping conferences. So I, I think the Big Ten was like, all right, we want to kind of set the model. And and Tim, I'll go to you with this question here. Do you see other major conferences, a la the SEC, uh, ACC, if they exist within the next five years? Do you think that they'll kind of adopt the same model?
3: I uh, I really don't think they're going to. I don't necessarily think it's a good idea of getting rid of uh, divisions the way they are, because with rivalries like Ohio State-Michigan, you're going to get a lot of back-to-back games. Would you guys really want to go play Ohio State in Indianapolis after you guys planted the flag in the horseshoe last year? Uh, yeah, because we'll uh, play we'll yeah, it in yeah.
0: Indianapolis,
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, if you look at that schedule, it seems like it, it might not be the last game of the season. But irregardless, yeah. I, personally, I, I would have had no problem with it because the best two teams in the Big Ten were Michigan and Ohio State.
3: I'm just not a fan of the back-to-back things. Like if they move the yeah. game into the middle of the season, then maybe it's a little better. But playing back-to-back weeks is going to take away from the rivalry a little bit. I think. Yeah, that that could be the case because the first game will mean nothing, knowing you're going to play the second week for the championship.
1: If yeah, if they're coming in both coming in like they did last yeah, year, yeah. that that would definitely be the case. Um, I I guess looking at. The fact that UCLA-USC West Coast teams coming all the way cross-country for the most part, they're going to be playing a lot of games, uh, 9 a.m., 11, or 8 a.m. local kickoff for their fans. Is this going to really make it more apt for these teams to travel, more of their fans to travel with their teams? You think there'll be more stadiums filled with, say, USC fans, J.P.?
2: No, I don't. I don't really see it being a that big of a difference. Uh, I know that they've mentioned. I think. I think at, for the guys, maybe. But all in all, I think these schools are looking for more revenue and more TV exposure. Because as it sits right now, we don't watch a lot of West Coast games. So I, yeah, I think physically, you know, with the time zones and everything else for the players, it may be something to get a hurdle. But they're going to do it anyway.
1: Yeah. That that is tough. Like if you want to see the prime time game right now, the the Pac-12 at night. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a 10 30
2: kickoff locally and, and not a lot of people by the time by the time you get to Pac-12 after dark, I mean, you're yeah, done for the day. Yeah, yeah, I you've mean, you've already watched you can... two or three games, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you've,
0: already, you've already you've already had your beers and everything Yeah, like that. yeah, you're yeah, coming yeah, down yeah, for like good. the
1: third time. Um Yeah. So, Rich Two years, UCLA-USC going to be in the Big Ten. The rumor has always been they want it to grow even further. Do you think with an exposure that that I think these two teams are going to get by playing in the Big Ten for that very reason, because they won't be on so late, do you think more Pac-12 teams are going to want to reach out to the Big Ten and say, hey, you know, I think we want to be a part of it? I, I don't know
0: if they're going to necessarily reach out. Everybody's going to reach out to the Big Ten per se, but I think that they're going to, you know, I, you know they've they've forged relationships and in, in bonds. You know, those those athletic directors and the conferences. I'm sure you know there will be some chatter about, hey, look, you know, our revenue stream has gone up, you know, seventy five percent just by making this move. Yeah, it's an inconvenience for our fans for a couple of games out of the year to where, you know, we're, our kickoff is 9 a.m. locally, um, which I don't think that's going to be a big deal. Uh, dollars and cents wise, you might right. see a lot more teams reaching out, not only to the Big Ten, but you might see them, you know, reaching out maybe to the Big 12 or uh, you'll see maybe maybe some to the Mountain you know, Mountain West or something like that. May, they, or they might merge a couple of them together and, uh, you know, form a, a bigger Uh, division on its own out there
1: so let's say the big 10 says okay we're going to add two teams where do you think rich what two teams fits the mold of the big 10 or what two teams would you really like to see join join the conference
0: um if i had to if i had my choice and it was a slam dunk and they were going to say yes irregardless i would say oregon and utah i would probably take those two
1: yeah that Having Oregon would would be really good in the Big Ten with their their uh, sponsorship with Nike. Um, Tim, what two teams would you say either fit the mold or you would like to see join the conference?
3: I'm going to copycat Rich on the Oregon, but I think they're going to bring in Washington as well and have that Northwest rivalry with Washington and Oregon still.
1: Yeah, that yeah, because they're they're doing a really good job of of keeping the the rivalries intact. So that that definitely would make make a lot of sense in that play. JP, um what do you think?
2: Well, I think uh with the new format, uh somebody's going to force Notre Dame's hand and geographically it makes sense to add Notre Dame to the Big 10. And uh I I I do like the Oregon uh I mean, if we're gonna go out there, maybe grab another independent BYU. That'd be another. That'd be a good addition.
1: Yeah, those, uh, those uh, um, Mormons. Ooh, boy, Rich, you you uh, you're, you got your finger uh, up. You're uh, you're uh, you so, want to chime in.
0: Yeah. So you you mentioned Notre Dame this past week. Notre Dame announced a new athletic director who happened to be some guy that was a part of NBC. And he said that he really likes how Notre Dame is independent, and that he's going to keep them that way. So, big mistake. But <clears throat> exactly, I think I think they're losing out on. It's going to be possible
1: think, in yeah, five I years. Mean, in five years, my my theory is there's going to be two super conferences: Big Ten, SEC. And if you want to play for a national championship, I really feel like it's going to come the, out of those two conferences. Yeah, so, I,
0: I think they're going to force his hand into it. I yeah. mean, he's come out and said that he likes he likes the the direction of Notre Dame being an independent, you know, team and everything like that. Uh, you know, n- n- no conference affiliation. But I think in the long run, I think if he holds ground to that, I think Notre Dame is really going to f- really fall behind the eight ball when it comes to that because there's going to be teams that are maybe um not I mean not as good as Notre Dame. Yeah. Leapfrog him up. And then sure. that way, and then, yeah. but by the time those teams get there, Notre Dame's going to be standing there like Oliver with his with his bowl, asking for for more porridge, and they're going to say, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, we're, we're out, we're, we're out," and so well, are you. So th-
1: the thing that intrigues thats my analogy me. for today. Oh, there you go. And and if anyone's been following <laughs> the show and our reels, Rich is uh, filled with analogies, and, and I think we need to get a, a book of Rich analogies. Uh, look for yeah. it on your at your local uh, grocers. Magazine, whatever. Um, my, What intrigues me with Notre Dame is the fact that the Big Ten went out and got a contract with Peacock. That tells me that you could be right, Rich. You're going to force their hands. I think the Big Ten was like, listen, we're creeping into your territory. Whether you like it or not, we're kind of going to force you to join us or you're going to be left in the dust. So I do think there is some... Validity to that, since the Big Ten part of their massive TV deal was Peacock. So, um, but yeah, I would. I as much as I'm not a fan of Notre Dame geographically, it makes sense. Um, they definitely fit the mold of a Big Ten team. Uh, if not Oregon, I I also look look at a school like Pitt um, or North Carolina. They kind of fit that mold. Um, pocket presence, quarterback, uh, heavy run. So even though Pat Narduzzi is a total bonehead for going after uh, <laughs> prime time. Um, I, I think it, it makes sense to bring maybe a pit into the fold, uh, but we'll see, uh, nothing's going to happen until after the 2025 season, which kind of surprises me. I thought for sure there would be, there would be a little bit more, um, activity mm-hmm. before that, but that's not the case. So we're going to kind of start this, this schedule and we're, we'll start with, uh, our boys in blue. They've got uh, quite a schedule. Uh, I think the guy that's sitting across the table from yeah. me uh, uh, predicted that the Texas game wouldn't happen. Somebody was going to buy their way out of it, but uh, I, I disagree with him. I think this is a this is a a game that's going to be a ratings juggernaut. It'll be an ABC on ESPN, or no, it won't be on ESPN. It'll be a primetime game on CBS, no question about it. So. Um, and uh i on our facebook feed we posted this this schedule here and one of the things i uh, big games i highlighted were texas um and uh home games ucla and wisconsin and we got a comment that said uh, i love how you didn't think michigan state was a big game well i mean is it early <laughs> jp what do you think about this schedule uh Clearly, we're not going to have JJ McCarthy. The the concession is we're not going to have JJ McCarthy. Uh, Maybe we're going to have orgies in the end zone. Maybe we're going to have the new kid coming in. But do you see this schedule as something that?
2: uh, Yeah, that is. Is this schedule look like uh,
1: a tall task for Michigan?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, either way it goes, you're probably looking at either Quinn Ewers or Arch Manning coming into town which will be a hot ticket. Uh, UCLA, course. you go down the line. I think a lot of people are kind of disrespecting UCLA with uh, Chip Kelly and our boy Dante Moore from Detroit there. So that's going to be a big game, especially He's after you're the in there and USC on the road. Uh, you'll be able, obviously we'll be able to re- see how uh, Lane Kiffin's able to retool after Caleb Williams leaves. We're not even going to talk about that team in Columbus because nobody cares, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're so we're actually set up with a home and away with Texas. We we go to Austin in 27, and then a, what? A lot of people are. I think we're going to get to the 2025 schedule. So I'll I'll save that.
1: We're not going to do that tonight. We're just hitting on 24. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. So uh,
2: yeah. A I'm lot of people it. aren't even talking about it. We have a home and away with Oklahoma coming up in 2025. We go to Norman, and then they come to Ann Arbor in 26. So all the talks of uh, our cupcake non-conference schedule is about to go away here in a second.
1: Yeah, their uh, their schedule this year is is uh, it's it's about as easy as it was last year, uh, with the yeah. exception of maybe one game. But um, yeah, they, I mean, Michigan's always been known, maybe exception of a of, you know a few yeah. years prior they had a really tough non-schedule and and they, they always, you know, took the tough game. So it is shocking to see when they, they don't really play anybody worthy. And I, and I I don't know if that sets them up well going into the big 10 season, rich at you see that schedule. I'll put it back up on the screen. Do you see a situation where Michigan really struggles being, you know, coming in big 10 back-to-back big 10 championships? Don't, really know what's going to happen this year. Everything's kind of lining up uh, for, for that to maybe be the case. Sorry, Tim. Um, But this is going to be kind of a clean slate for this Michigan team going into this schedule. That's pretty huge. What do you think about it?
0: Uh, I think the, I think the Texas game, that's going to be, it's going to definitely be a fun one. Kind of like what JP said, it's going to be a fun one. That'll be a tailgater. Um. I mean, for the home. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State. Even though they're really not, we'll just say they're not. Haven't been much of anything. But then again, it seems like every year you're always, you know, as JP will say, clutching your pearls during that game. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know the road games. I mean, Ohio State still scares me. Ohio State on the road. I mean, that still scares Absolutely. me. And and, and nice. USC USC will scare me on the road as well. So I mean. Uh, you know, just because it's it's new, it's going to be exciting, right? It's going to be on the road. Um, it, it'll definitely be interesting.
2: And yeah. we'll talk about what about Wisconsin? You know, how fast is Luke Fickle going to have them turned around? I know well, with look- uh, transfer with Mordecai this year from uh, SMU, they might they might put up some points this year.
1: Well, look what he did in Cincinnati. He made them relevant within two seasons, and you know I. <laughs> Yeah. it's kind of a, a, a unfortunate for that school that he he got him right here and then oh I'm out Bye. so uh good point you know right. this is, he's he's not is, the
0: first coach that has done that to Cincinnati either so no
1: no um That's chip true. Kelly or not chip Kelly uh, a Brian, Brian Kelly, Kelly. And, yeah Brian Kelly fake <laughs> fake ass Louisiana accent Hi, Brian Ryan. Kelly I I got
0: the Cajun me got and the my Cajun family line. Me, me a,
1: family.
0: Okay, I, Forrest, I was like, I was going to know Forrest Gump was there,
1: uh, but, but yeah, you're right. JP pickle is a, he's a defensive minded coach. And, and what does Wisconsin kind of sell themselves as is, it, you know, linebacker you. So I think that's a good that's fit. Interesting. It's a good point. I I think there's
2: go ahead. He's opening up that offense. It's that's uh since I've been old enough to remember college football, it was Ron Dane and Monty ball and, Mm -hmm. you know, pound the ball, pound the rock, Jonathan Taylor. And it's going to be crazy to see Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Weird to see Wisconsin open it up.
1: Yeah, it will be. And I, I, I think they're, they're going to be competitive. The big Ten's better when they are. So as much as uh, you and I are not friends of that town, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Moving on to our, uh, I'm not even gonna say, little brother. I'm not even gonna say that. Um, we're just still waiting on. Uh, we're we're still waiting on uh, th- their head coach to uh, come, but we won't. Uh, do not come. Uh, uh, maybe he comes this year. Well, maybe he comes in 24. I don't know because he's losing recruits. Players are 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 transferring out and and you know shame on me I, I apologize to the spartan fans we have out there um you know michigan went through a rough patch and it and it sucks so you're experiencing that right now I don't wish that on my worst enemy and if if I was on screen right now you would see that I uh I I got my fingers crossed. So Rich, this schedule
3: Look how bad that home schedule is. <laughs> Could you imagine being season take a holder for that? <laughs> yeah, this
1: this schedule looks pretty daunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the road schedule looks pretty daunting, <laughs> too. It, I guess we'll we'll keep it simple. Like, where do you see a win on this schedule? Just seeing the direction where they're going with recruiting, with, with, with people uh, hitting the transfer portal. Do you see hope uh, with Mel Tucker and the Michigan State Spartans? You could take that schedule Tom, because I can just go
0: ahead and tell you they might win one game. <laughs> It'd be their first game. That's about Ooh. it, <laughs> dude, dude, dude. They, I mean, uh. unless unless he manages, unless his his players are dogs on the field, right? Yeah, I mean, he he's losing. Uh, it's like he's got a hole in his pocket and money's falling out of it. You want to talk about a fleece job. That guy absolutely fleeced Michigan State. <laughs> <out> of, <laughs> and then here's the thing is Michigan State don't have the money to get rid of them until so they're no. stuck with them. Yeah. And now they Unless, just lost
1: their number uh, one uh, fundraiser. He decided to uh, put all his eggs in his basketball team, which he's destroying. Who
0: um, Did yeah. he say he's not going to help them out?
1: He said he's no yeah. longer um, going to be contributing. He he pulled his name out. So. The smart, he's, smart man. That's he's, probably the best business decision he's made. Well, he's got to, he's got to, you know, pay Durant, and he's got to pony up enough money to bring Booker back. But that's a whole other episode. But, but I mean,
0: they, I mean, yeah. they, 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 I mean, he absolutely fleeced them. And you know what? He's left every other school he's been at, but he's not going to leave this one because he knows it's the gravy train of cash that's coming in. Yeah, and it, then it, once he's done with this, yeah. you'll probably never hear about him again.
1: Yeah, there's no.
2: You know, question I'm not. About I'm not a Spartan fan, man, but we gotta give we gotta give Tuck at least year four and five, man, before we start talking like this. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. Oh no! Oh hard, no! It took it took Harbaugh all, all the five years to get it going.
1: Well, I mean, you you look at the road he's on right now. It it's, doesn't look very promising. It, the fact that he's losing recruits, his top three players hit the portal, and and as and, far as the,
2: mo- the money goes, that they're paying them. I mean, I think they kind of had to. If you look at look at like what the Pistons did with Monty Williams, making him yeah. the highest paid coach in the league. What did you I call out- the Detroit tax? Did, did Detroit you call it the tax. Detroit tax? I like that. So I think they had to lay the Spartan tax on him. If they weren't going to pay him that kind of money, I think he's with the SEC ties. I think LSU or somebody was coming for him.
0: Yeah, well, he they was. They probably should have came and took him. <laughs> Tuck going. Yeah, well, I think there's uh, a lot
1: of uh, Spartan fans that wish he was going. Um, yeah. Uh, what kind of uh, detour from the 24 season? Look to this season with you, Tim. Um, Michigan State coming into the toilet. I mean, the horseshoe. Um, <laughs> this 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 year prime time game.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. like, don't waste your money going to a uh, bloodbath. Oh, you
1: <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. I mean,
3: that, yeah. you, you got to feel bad for those kids.
1: But then again, I mean, there's a there's a famous there's a famous picture of some crying Buckeyes on a, a, a game when uh-huh. Michigan State went down and stunned uh-huh. them. Uh, I, I, pro- don't,
3: I don't want to talk about 2015.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah. who knows? Yeah. You never know in college basketball or college football, but. Right. Yeah, you don't you don't like their chances, but um, I'll stay with you, Tim. Um, looking at that Michigan State schedule, what's the over under?
3: What four on wins would you say? I'd say about four and a half. I'd give them four wins. It's a pathetic schedule. And if they can't get four wins out, you got to look at getting them rid of them out of the Big Ten. Almost. You it's guys like, got to
2: remember, you're projecting two seasons away right now.
1: Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean.
3: We're, new recruits new players
1: i mean in seeing and that's kind of why i didn't really want to hit on 25 at the moment because you have recruiting classes that we know is coming in in 24 you see what's happening in east lansing you see what's happening in in ann arbor and in columbus so you kind of get an idea what we think right now might happen but it's just speculation at this point but
3: I mean, yeah. with the NIL, it's hard to even project next season, let alone two or three seasons. Yeah, so. th- that's a good point. That's, that's,
1: that, good that point. That, that's a really good point. Uh, the death blow to
2: college. So, are we What's are we get, Are we preparing our trips to Southern California next year or what? That's what oh, I want well, to
1: know. Yeah, we're already coordinating with. Uh, uh, our, friend, our friend Jen uh, said, looks like we're going to uh, Southern Cal next year and she's like let's do it uh, oh. worst, worst person to to, to give uh, an idea to because she does it
0: <laughs> yeah, she, yeah she bought, that should she bought, be all booked up before and then you should be like alright you guys are like I'm not going <laughs> uh, we'll all find right.
1: a way we will find a way uh, alright Tim I'm going to come right back to you here um, yeah this is your, your, your boys in Scarlet and gray. Uh, you're going to get Michigan at home this year. Um, wow. you're also going to get, year. I'm, I'm this, sorry, this, this year, this year, meaning in 2024, <laughs> um, yep. the, the home f- schedule looks, um, I don't know what happened with my, uh, <laughs> my, my graphics, uh, scrunched together, but, uh, Yeah, I mean, the the home schedule looks...
3: The only game on there that worries me is the Michigan game. But every year, Ohio State's known for laying an egg against somebody out of the Big Ten West that won't be the Big Ten West no more. But like Illinois, Iowa, someone like that always gives Ohio State a run for their money.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we just had a Buckeye... Admit that he's worried about Michigan <laughs> coming into Columbus. Oh, wow. I mean, that is breaking news, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Holy
3: mackerel. After the past two years, I can't say nothing. Look, I was telling you the other day, Tom, if we lose this year, Ryan Day's got to go.
1: Oh, he, well, you know, you I know. mean, he's going to he's gonna look like Steve Bartman getting out of Wrigley Field. Uh, they're going to have to have a security detail on him. Um, Gene
3: Smith actually uh, said that. I think he doesn't consider the Michigan game a rivalry no more. He's more worried about winning championships. It's just one game. That's that Ohio State arrogance.
1: Oh, geez. Oh, (laughs) Pete's. I think Uh, you
2: boys, you boys are sleeping on UCLA a little bit too hard. Well, you know,
1: I agree with you and and they're on the road schedule. That road schedule looks, looks, you know, pretty daunting. I'll put it up again. You, You got, penn state which i think people are sleeping on penn state not a big fan of franklin he kind of nah, he gets them there ball. and then peters <laughs> out uh
3: i think so penn state's getting all the fanfare actually well i have I, a reason to go to the rose bowl to watch the ucla game at least that's yeah a good yeah
1: idea. yeah that's uh, that'll be a good one so i guess realistically uh, the, the the biggest matchup in that on that schedule for raha state is michigan and and UCLA. They, you know, look at what they did to Utah in that stadium. So that'll be something to look forward to. Do you see yourself maybe uh getting to any games on, on the schedule or? or
3: I was going to Columbus at least once a year, maybe twice. I try to go to the Michigan game every year when it's in Ann Arbor. But like I said, going out to the Rose Bowl for the UCLA game, it's probably be cheaper than actually going to the Rose Bowl, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I guess really quick, I, I meant to ask yeah. you your, your fandom with Ohio State, where did it begin?
3: Uh, just in middle school, you can never make money if everybody likes the same team. So, you know, hockey, I had to go to Colorado football. I had to go to the Buckeyes. Yeah, he's a, opposite. so a bit he's of a, a fair one. A front runner. runner. <laughs> got, got, got dropped on my head as a kid.
2: I, so I got a, I got a question for you, Tim. All right. So with the departure of CJ Stroud this year, what's the quarterback situation
3: in Columbus looking like? Uh, Devin Brown had surgery, so Kyle McCord's probably going to get it. Regardless, because of the thumb surgery Brown had, a lot of people don't know McCord and Harrison Jr. played high school ball together. So mm. hopefully that chemistry kind of picks right back up. But I mean, we got a okay. new quarterback so that's always up in the air with that. Yep. Well, I mean,
1: Ohio State has a track record of just plug and play. So, but I think the, the difference coming into this year, and um, I think your daughter's saying hello. <laughs> Hi, um, Lindsay. Uh, I think the difference going into this year, is the fact that we haven't seen McCord a whole lot, so I, I, I don't think a lot of lot of uh, fans will say know what to expect.
3: So two years ago, I went to the Akron game. It was a night game, and Stroud got hurt, and so McCord ended up playing. And he, I mean, it was his freshman year, but he didn't look very good. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean when you're I was a freshman, you know, third game in, but well, um, I was
2: expecting I was expecting you to say
3: against Akron he lit it up or something. So no, it's no, it good. was a bad game. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, I think they won by fifty. They expect to win by more against Akron. 50 is not enough. <laughs> well, you know, in state right.
1: rivalry and all, so you never know. <laughs> But uh do you give me a prediction? Uh over under wins. Uh would you say ten is, is a good number for that?
3: I'd set it at eleven and a half. It's just the, the Michigan game you gotta Ooh. worry about. Do you see them winning that game? That, game? That's
1: uh that's
3: bold wow. that's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs>
1: Mr. Yeah. Tim is uh <laughs> high on his buckeyes. Uh no question yeah, about is. it. Uh, now, I
3: now I would take the under because of the Michigan game. Oh okay. but yeah. Oh, he's giving us the win now.
1: Yeah, that, they, that's, uh, that might be something we could uh, pony up a, a beer or two for, you know,
2: because we don't – have, have you ever went to Indianapolis, Tim?
3: Actually, I was down there the year Michigan played in 21, but I was in the hospital at the time, so I didn't go to the game. Ah, that's a good experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you did go. You did go. You had a good time, and, you know, it was a yeah. close game for – Two quarters, and then you know Michigan. The rest is history. So, I think we're going to yeah, get a little cool. bit more uh, talk when it comes down the line. We'll hit on the twenty-five season. I, I don't know if we'll do that necessarily uh, anytime soon. Maybe midway towards the end of the season, kind of get an idea where Michigan State and um, Ohio State will be with that. So, going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, UCLA, USC coming in and, and don't forget UCLA coming into the big 10 basketball schedule is pretty huge too. So I think people kind of forget about that. They're, they're a juggernaut in, in, in college basketball. So that legitimizes that conference for sure. So plus uh, Bronny James
3: going to USC. Yeah. And, um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad he didn't choose Ohio said I'm so glad he left for USC. <laughs>
1: will he play Will will he be part of that uh i I don't think so i think he's a one and done i well because of his name he'll be a one and done so i don't think we'll see him um on the schedule coming through in 2024 but who knows Uh, he wanted to blaze his own path and i give him credit for that he didn't want to do you know what everyone else thought he was going to do so we'll see i Personally, I think his name is going to get him drafted. I don't know if he's got the skill ability, but we'll get into that as, as the season gets closer. So moving on to a, a topic that I don't think many of our uh, viewers or listeners would have thought we would ever get into golf. But we are because it's huge news coming out of the PGA, the live tour merger, don't call it a merger. Not really sure what's happening at this point, but we do know that they're joining teams along with the DP world, which is the European European um, golf tour. They're all going to join hands. Not sure when that's going to happen. Nothing's signed on the, the dotted line. Um, but uh, JP, uh, again, like I referenced earlier, we're not, big golf fans we'll watch it we'll play because you know what the cart girls are cute and i like to drink beer and we'll get one of our 126 shots we'll be good and it'll feel good so we like to golf (laughs) um what was your initial reaction to this news looking at it as a non-fan
2: uh i mean looking at it as a non-fan the only reaction there is to it is anything can be bought right I mean that's pretty much all I got on it. I uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, knowing <laughs> the history, knowing the 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 what little history there is between right the the two uh, leagues, we'll say uh, the players that jumped with Liv, the players that stayed with PGA, that kind of you know yeah. h- had some choice words, a la Roy McElroy, <laughs> Um Now they're going to be kind of joined together uh that's that's bigger than golf in my opinion I think that's uh, that that brings kind of a uh like a fighting tactic so these guys are going to have to play together we're gonna assume so it's gonna make for interesting TV
2: yeah i would say so
1: rich I know you probably are kind of on the same page as JP what were your thoughts
0: <clears throat> I eventually you're going to see a lot of sports do exactly what kind of like if you look at like what they're doing with the conferences and, and football right or they're merging or they're adding they're adding or whatever so it's not a surprise that this happened it was just a, only a matter of when it was going to happen I didn't yeah. think it was going to happen this soon um <clears throat> yeah some of the big names you know like your djs and stuff like that made tons of money you know, going to the live, leaving the PGA and you've got some guys who stayed with the PGA just because of the fact that of the history behind the PGA. Right. Yeah. Um. He, he brought up Roy McIlroy. He was one of the ones. And I mean, he was uh, uh, he was quoted as saying, you know, uh, after the uh, the announcement of the merger, he's like, I still hate to live, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have to do what I got to do. Right. Um, yeah. Then he also Said, you know, the guy, uh, Liv says pretty much, we don't want Uh, him. pretty much said, yeah, we don't, we, we don't want you. And so, you know, McAlroy comes out, how do I feel? Because I spoke how I felt, yeah, about the entire situation. He feels like he's going to be the sacrificial lamb, it, it, which, exactly, which very well it, it could happen. But he was quoted as saying this morning that he was, uh, uh, he, the, uh, the Liv uh, guy, uh, what the hell is his name off the top of my head? I tell you how much I know about that, but you know he went on to saying that he was a very impressive. He was very impressive or very impressed with him. Yeah. So it was like, is he trying to save face, maybe to still be able to stick around, collect a yeah. paycheck, and coach uh, everything like that? You know. But the thing is, is you know, it was going to happen. It's just a matter of time. It was going to happen. Do I think it's going to benefit the game? I think in the long run, it will. Maybe three, five, ten years down the road. Yeah, it could definitely. Um, you know, make a difference with the game, but you know, it's only time will tell. Right. Right. And all I know is Osadi's got a shit ton of money <laughs> yes, and they they're not afraid to spend it.
1: No. Uh, so I don't think we're having this conversation <clears throat> this year. If it wasn't for Brooks Koepka winning the PGA championship, I think mm-hmm. at that point uh, both sides realized, all right, come on, we've got, Liv says we've got the best golfers in the world. PGA says we kind of wish we still had those guys. So they came in and kind of cornered the PGA. So, um, it's tough. It's tough because you mentioned the Saudis. We're not a political show and we're not going to go down that road, but we all know, uh, the, the games will say that they play, uh, how they operate, uh, the things they'll fund, will say. And it, it it's not very conducive to how we operate in the in the United States.
0: Well, if you, if you also th- if you also think about it, it's just not it's not just that re- it's not just the Saudis. It's that entire region sure. that are very devoted to their, you know, the religious beliefs and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Think of the World Cup. Yeah. World oh, Cup yeah. goes, Yeah, hey, no problem. You guys will be able to sell beer. You'll be able to do this, you'll be able to do this. Not so fast. Okay, no problem. <laughs> hey, sorry guys. No beer in our country. <laughs> Screw you guys or whatever. So but I mean if we, they're gonna if you're in a suite, we're gonna load you up. You know, yeah, PMP, yeah. we got you covered. Yeah. yeah. Because they're making because they'll make money off that, right. right? Right. You know, but and that's the thing you gotta look at is like they're gonna do they're gonna do what they feel is right to them morally, not necessarily what Traditionally, we would uh, believe to be acceptable, right? Sure. And uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things. that's either going to be one of the two things. It's either going to turn off a lot of people, or people are still going to be like, you know, what? I don't care. I like golf. Yeah. I just want to watch golf. Sure, et cetera. Yeah. And so it, it, it remains to be seen, right?
1: Yeah, Tim. Do you see this? I'm not sure your 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 fan level of of golf. Um, we haven't had that conversation. But do you see this as a situation where it's going to be good for golf or will there be some backlash uh, if, if this does come to fruition?
3: I'm not a big golf fan, but it's gotta be better to have all the players on the same tour instead of separating half the good guys over here and half the good guys in this league. I kind of feel bad for the guys like Rory and tiger who didn't take all the big money to go I the tiger needs 800 million, but a oh. million is better than no. None.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right.
3: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, uh, i can't see it being bad you get some backlash probably from you know certain people but sure i don't think it'll be that bad
1: okay yeah i mean it, it's uh the old adage will come into play you know the more it goes the more seasons come people just forget about it you know news cycles are usually two weeks so yeah I don't see it being something that's going to be drawn out. You're going to have your backlash. And I, I think the one thing that is shocking about this story, we won't put too much more time into it, but these players didn't know about it. They found out via Twitter or text messages. So you got guys like Colin Morikawa, the PGA. I love finding out morning news on Twitter. I mean, to me, that's that's kind of a slap in the face. to to the guys that are out there, you know, representing your, your brand in the PGA, Rich, do you think this is just kind of dirty pool by the PGA for not really letting the players know ahead of time that this is something that might be on the horizon?
0: I don't necessarily (laughs) really, the, the, the players are, I guess, uh, you know, all they are, they're just players. It, I mean, if the NHL wanted to merge with the KHL, they have every right to, right? Yeah. It's not like, it's not like it's a publicly traded company. It's not like it's owned by the players or anything like that. So it, really it was a business deal for the PGA executives. And I mean, that's all you can really do. Right.
1: And the players are more or less, it, it's a, it's an individ, individualized sport. So it's, they're like independent contractors. We'll see. Yeah.
0: So they're, they're gonna go over the, and the PGA is gonna look out for the PGA. They're sure. not gonna look out for how much money yeah. you know each guys getting, everything like that. All they're saying is like, look, we have an opportunity to make billions of dollars and do nothing. Yeah, and and, and they they're like, did. like, do we take the billion dollars or do we say, you know what, we're gonna stand by our convictions and say we don't agree with Live, and so they just sold them, they sold their souls to the devil, pretty much.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so I'm sure I'm it'll sure it'll be interesting the boys down in Northville and West Bloomfield. are upset about this news, huh? <laughs> uh,
1: probably not. <laughs> I, I wouldn't assume so, <laughs> but uh, it'll be interesting to see it play out. Um, there are some lawsuits uh, being filed and and there's some people that are unsure if this is actually going to happen. But personally, I think it will, because like Rich, you said, money talks. And uh, you can't really run away from uh, rumors of $650 billion, Um, but we'll see. Uh, This will be breaking uh, probably throughout the rest of the golf season. Look forward to season two of uh, Full Swing on Netflix when the cameramen were with some of the PGA guys as the news broke. So apparently they got some good footage on that uh if you have not seen full swing on uh netflix it is a must watch documentary uh gives you a different view of golfers uh, it's pretty cool it's worth worth checking out uh to another sport that uh the easy speak rarely ever if ever covers for uh reasons uh we won't go Lionel Messi says no thanks to the aforementioned saudis who offered him 1.6 billion dollars to uh, join one of their leagues? Uh, he says, "Yeah, I'm out." Sorry. Comes to Inter Miami, who basically is the uh, the Detroit Tigers of the MLS. Um, <laughs> it's uh, David Beckham is ownership of wow. of this team. So he comes over to the MLS. This is this is probably the biggest name. Uh, one of the biggest names, if not the biggest name in, in, uh, will will be proper football. Uh, now he's come into MLS, which really it, it has traction. I don't think it has a lot of traction, but, um, I know rich, you wanted to talk about this particular topic. Uh, what does this mean for the MLS?
0: Well, I can tell you right now, uh, it's huge for the MLS. And the reason why it is huge for the MLS is because Messi is the largest name in professional football, European football, soccer here in the United States, right? So what that means for them is a worldwide um, presence of viewers, potentially. They are going to come in and they're going to watch MLS soccer. So, you know, you look at Lionel Messi over the years, Lionel Messi has made about 1.5 billion over the course of his career. He's 35 years old. He doesn't need so money. he's made, yeah. So I mean, so really like the 1.6 million, he's probably like, and that was over three years. Okay. Yeah. That was over three years. So you know, it's still a shit ton of money. But from a guy who's, you know, well, he's not worth, I think, even though he's made 1.5 billion dollars billion dollars (laughs) he um, he uh billion dollars um you know his net worth is only like 600 million you gotta think tax probably some of his uh business ventures are not good or anything like that so but with that being said he's not just the first name out of the european soccer that has come over to play in the mls if you if you remember uh, David Beckham. David Beckham uh, came over. David Beckham was really big in. Um, uh, he was big in the English Premier League. He played for Manchester United, I believe. Um, yeah, Man U. Uh, he came over. He made a, a pretty immediate impact with uh, um, with the MLS with the LA Galaxy. Uh, he did get like some ownership ability in that. But, um, you know, when he played in L.A., you know, he played 98 games. He only scored, he scored 18 goals, 32 assists, and he also led the Galaxy to two MLS championships. So very successful for him. Another guy, Frank Lampard, he was from Chelsea, big name in English, English football. He came over, he played 29 games in MLS, scored 15 goals, four assists. Um, I got all these notes written down because I was so excited to talk about this. Uh, and then you know, uh, you know Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney was also uh, very big. He played it with uh, Man City, Man U, uh, in the English Premier League. He came over, played for DC United. He had thirty-two goals, thirteen assists, and only did that in forty-eight games. So I, th- that level that comes in there, it does. What it does is you get a player that comes in who performs that well, and you, you know, English Premier League soccer. Uh, or anything over in Europe is just far superior than MLS. So when you have the opportunity to, to lock somebody in, to bring them in, th- they do produce, doesn't matter how old they are. Cause I mean, some of these guys that you got, they were well past their prime for premier league or Liga or any of the other, uh, you know, leagues throughout Europe, you bring them in here. They perform well, they get butts in the seats and everything like that, which is cool. But some of the details on on Messi's contract that he's getting, so he his contract will range anywhere between 125 million to 150 million. That's the range that they give. So it's the low end is uh, you know 125, and then 1 uh, 150 on the higher side. He's he's eligible for some salary bonuses, and I'm sure those are based off of performances. Uh, he gets an equity stake in the team. Um, so I mean he's like 35. I make a shit ton of money. And this, I don't need it from I don't need it from long? the Saudis. I'm setting this up for longer term. Um, they didn't say how many years it was gonna be. And then he also, from what I've heard and read a little bit, was is Apple that Apple Plus is the uh provider for MLS soccer uh, games to be watched. So there's a right. Yeah, they potential, have the potential. There's a potential that any new subscribers from a certain date going forward, he would get a percentage of the shares because obviously people who are Messi fans who want to see Messi, the only way they can see him is you have subscribe. to subscribe to Apple Plus yeah. in order Start. to see the MLS games. So he's so, going
1: to he's gonna be bringing in the traffic. Yes. Most, you know, individually.
0: You know, and then, you know, when you look at that, you know, and then uh there's a couple other things. Adidas has got something in the works for him as well. But when you look at it, it's kind of like, yeah, he could have taken the one point six billion dollars and then over three years, right? Yeah, then you're you're locked in right. to the, that three years. But now now no he's extras. got can, yeah, now now he's
1: got other business extras.
0: Exactly. And he's like, all right, I'm getting to the, the the point in my career where I'm up in age. You know, I might be only be able to do this for a couple more years. I'm gonna go and you know, kind of um, diversify myself a little bit. I'm gonna go yeah. do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a part stake in a team. Uh, maybe that's what he want. Maybe he wanted to do that right. at some point where he wanted to have maybe some ownership of a team. This afforded him the opportunity, mm-hmm. honestly, at no cost out of his pocket.
1: And I did I did read where he was wanting to get his family out of Europe, specifically. Yeah. So. This since he was not going to get picked up by his old club, we'll call it. Yeah, um, he wanted to leave Europe, so and this was just kind of made a lot of sense. I know uh, tickets uh, started going through the roof. I was reading stats on StubHub; they're they're like the third or fourth highest uh, ticket sales on StubHub, and and. and they have yet to print fanatics has the contract to to do these, the jerseys and they have not started printing the jerseys until the contract is basically done, but they're expecting to have massive, massive amounts of numbers coming in.
0: And I think that's where he's going to get his Adidas money at is based off of Jersey sales, which Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I own a messy
1: Jersey. Ooh, is this is this breaking news? Is this no breaking? it's not it's not breaking news? No. <laughs> well, I know but, uh, little Ryan, uh your son, uh is a fan. Is a he does have fan. he does have
0: a messy jersey as well, yes, yeah. for sure. He's got a uh, a messy kit for sure. But you know, it, it, when you when you look at it from the perspective he's 35 years old, he's played, I mean he's played at the you know the pinnacle of his career, and he's won he's won championships everywhere he's played at. Sure. Uh sure. I mean it's only fitting that he uh you know he just got done winning the World Cup, right? So yep. I mean he's so I mean he's he's done everything that he's he's,
1: he's won at every level. Yes. The and
0: then for him to and for him maybe he got maybe when he comes here maybe he adds a uh an MLS uh trophy to the showcase and then you know when he does that he'd be like look anywhere I go and play in the world I I, win. I can win I can be successful. Yep. So yep. I'm um, looking forward to it. Do you
1: see any more world class players maybe following suit within the next couple of years and doing what he did or what he's going uh, yeah. to do
0: yeah i think you'll probably get some i don't know exactly who that might be right now because i don't follow the european soccer as much as i used to but um normally this prob- kind of goes every couple of years where you where you'll get somebody that uh, who's getting to the leg end of the career and yeah. um but
1: has value you know, has value
0: in this. It, it definitely has value in the States. Uh And that's the thing is, you know, over there is like those guys, I mean, for, for somebody like David Beckham, I think David Beckham played in there until he was like 32, 35 range, Wayne Rooney, the same way. I mean, those guys to play at that level mm-hmm. at that age in those, Good. in those leagues, I mean, those leagues, I mean, you know, it's funny like you know i joke with a guy at work he's really big into the italian league he's a big inter milan fan and everything like that and i always tell him i said anytime you watch one of those i said the team mostly spends most time on the ground grabbing their shins <laughs> you know I, I always joke with him and tell him the, the italian league is a bunch of sissies but you know but when but when you look at it i mean those guys um they're they're very well um they're very well trained. Um, and they also they train well in order to uh, perform at a high level.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's I I I'm not a fan as we stated earlier. Uh, yeah. I did I did watch some of the World Cup. And man, those guys are just I mean they're running all over the field and 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 they do a lot of running for not a lot of scoring, so um I guess I think I know the answer to this question. I, I know you're going to pay more attention. Will the average, not so much soccer fan maybe tune in a little bit more now that there's a, a fide <clears throat> superstar going to be in the league?
0: Well, if you, th- I mean, you sit and think about it. I probably won't pay much too much attention to MLS. I'm more, I'll still watch. Uh, I still watch premier league. Uh, for the most part premiere uh, on- when i when i can watch it i mean you I, you know who's a good person to talk to soccer about momo exactly
1: and who was not on the lake today because of soccer yep
0: yep was there was a momo. game there was a uh there was a, yeah. uh there was a uh there was a game on today on on the paramount plus
1: it is last it at, game, last game of season
0: i have to it watch was, uh, it was uh yeah it was uh <laughs> it was at three o'clock yeah yeah but shout you know shout out to momo shout out to momo but here's the thing is you know, it one thing you have to realize is everybody's like, OK, uh you know, NFL is the largest is the largest or is the most followed sport. It's not. Soccer right. is actually the right. most followed sport in the world just the because. But and the thing is, with that is, is it's anybody can play. All you need is a ball and grass or ball in a field or ball in flat ground. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, that's why you see that.
1: That's a good point.
0: And, you know, a lot, you know, these some of these guys that end up being really great or even the ones that are before my time and your time were great. They didn't go to these schools or these camps okay. or, or play in these, in these top tier leagues or whatever. They played on a dirt patch, yeah. you know? And sure. uh, so I, I think, I think there's the casual fan, you might get a couple more casual fans that watch it, but I think by having Messi over in the MLS in in Miami, you are definitely going to get more eyes worldwide on the sp- on the on the sport on MLS. We'll say, yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's kind of where I was going with with that. I think it puts them on the map a little more so now than they were, uh, say, a year ago. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, what it does. Will that team benefit? I think they will. Like I said, they're the uh, the Detroit tigers currently of the mls but i think that's going to change so uh good talk uh rich i have to admit i did not know you were that first in soccer uh that that's that's uh a shock to me that was that's worth the breaking news tab but we won't do it because we're going to move on to our next topic our next segment that we're we're i know we're all pretty proud of and we're looking forward to seeing what what this does It's the misunderstood segment uh, focusing on men's mental health and just basic, you know, issues that that men deal with on a daily basis, whether it's, you know, relationship, whether it's work issues, it's, you know, whether, you know, they feel like they're there's no nowhere to turn for help. Um, That's not the case. And we're here to help. And today we're going to talk about parenting struggles. From a biological standpoint and a stepfather standpoint like myself, Tim over on the other side has got both angles here, so we're going to ask him some questions about that. But we basically, pr- parenting today presents many challenges, and, um, you know, it's not easy, and and, and and I'll get into my my story here soon, but uh, JP, we're going to start with you since you're the newest father on the panel. Uh what challenges have yeah. you faced? I know Ensley's uh, almost five weeks old now. What uh, challenges have yeah, you faced weeks. with with being a parent? I know you work midnights. That's a struggle. That's difficult. Yeah. So it, being uh, – you you spent the first two weeks of her life right there with her. What are the challenges? Yeah. How, is, how has it been kind of – Working yourself back into the working field now that you're a dad.
2: Well, obviously, uh, life's pretty was pretty busy before, and then you you put a child into the mix that needs your full care twenty four seven, and uh, it can be a little overwhelming at times trying to balance everything out, and then making time also while having to sleep and work and. You know what I mean? Chores and other miscellaneous things. So it's, it's definitely rough, and it uh, it worked. It kind of works you a little bit, and I I probably don't sleep as much as I used to. Um, I don't feel bad for myself because uh, she's probably sleeping less than I am. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a it's a mental gymnastic, I would say for sure. Um, it'll probably pay off when she starts to get a little bit bigger, but at the same time trying to cherish all these moments right now.
1: So I guess my next question is, you know, you were there, obviously when she was born two weeks with her, and then you go back to work. Like, were you dealing with some stuff internally? Uh, Not, not having her. I know we had a conversation uh, of when you were about to go back, like you you didn't know how you were going to handle it. How has it been with that separation, you know, you, you worked 10 hours a day. You figure there's 12 yeah. hours a day, basically, that you're not
2: around her. How has that been? That's rough. I mean, uh, we have an Owlet system hooked up in her bassinet, so she normally lets me know when she puts her to bed so I can at least see her. You know what I mean? I can pull my phone out and look at her. Uh, but, you know, you try to make the most of the weekends before work, yeah, after work, it. I mean, like I said, I'm waking up a little bit earlier now. I'm staying up. I usually go and get her as soon as I get home. So hmm. uh, it's been, like I said, it's rough. It's it's physically taxing, but yeah, it's worth it's it. It's worth it. Yeah, it's yeah. I,
1: I never got to experience that. I, if if everybody knows, I I am a stepfather, yeah. but I I never got to experience what it
2: was like to have children of my own. I, I will say one thing though, man, is I don't really. I'm not a panicker, and I I can. Handle pretty much almost any situation. Uh, I kind of underestimated the realness of it going mm. into it. I was like, ah, it's it's a pretty real situation. I think Rich and uh Tim can attest to yeah. raising newborn children. How it's uh there's definitely no uh directions or no <laughs> you don't have that a, comes with it. You
1: don't have a Joel Laura manual?
2: <laughs> no, they're all. <laughs> they're all different you
1: know what i mean yeah true true um rich ryan is 13 now in, yeah in, ryan
0: just turned 13
1: jacob is almost 16 he's going to be driving so watch out uh ladies and gentlemen watch out um stay out stay out the sidewalks but similar background steel industry you did work <clears throat> midnights for many years when the, when your sons were 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 young how did you handle that separation and then the the time differences where you, the sleep work life balance like what were some of the things that you did uh as they were growing up well the fr- the
0: first uh i want to say the first 12 weeks uh 3 months yeah i think whatever 3 yeah 3 months um i, I what really was uh tough was um you know, not being there to help out, you know, in the middle, you know, the middle of the night, you know, you got to get up. Um, and then the transitioning part from when, you know, she had gone back to work and then we were trying to juggle between her going to work. And then I was working midnight at the time. So we were fortunate enough to have a lot of help with the, the care aspect of it where, um, you know, my, uh, my in-laws at the time were great. I mean, they would, they would take them. We would drop Kelly would drop them off in the morning. I uh, should bring them back stuff like that on the uh, days that uh, um, the, the days that I would have to come home and go to sleep, but then they, um, and then the days that I would off cause my days rotated off during the week. So I might be off like a, like a Tuesday, like a Tuesday, what uh, night wednesday night thursday night or something like that and then just staying up that day and staying up all day and taking care of them and stuff like that i tell you right now the bassinet swing was probably the best invention whoever right. made that invention um they yeah. should be kissed it should be kissed and hugged and everything else <laughs> like that maybe given a nobel peace prize because uh, that affords right. you a little bit of that affords you a little bit of sanity to get a couple you know two hour uh, in the mornings before you really, you know, shove off to do stuff. So, yeah. th- but then with Ryan, uh, Ryan, I was on day shift and, um, you know, we had, again, we had awesome help and care and everything yeah. like that. I was on a Monday through Friday schedule. So, uh, we we're very fortunate with that. So, well, and, but like, like JP said, there is no instruction manual. right? You're, you're uh, kind of on the, on the, <laughs> there line. is. And it's, it's, you know what it is. Yeah. And I'll be honest in, uh, you know, Tim will probably agree with me. JP agree with me. It's instinct is what it is. It's all, you're going all based off of instinct. Yeah. You might not know what the hell you're doing.
1: You, you watched your parents yeah. raise you growing up and you kind of take, take a little bit from, you <clears throat> take a little bit from what, yeah. what you saw growing up, how they handled things and you kind of make it mm-hmm. your own. So that, yeah. that definitely I call really- it uh,
2: I call it parental troubleshooting because when they start crying, <laughs> All right. Do they need the pacifier? Are they hungry? Yeah. That's, is that's her diaper what? You're did like she take you're, a looking shit? At, you're looking at your watch. You're like,
0: yeah, it's time to eat. Right, or, then, time. or then, or then you you got that you got that you got that nose. Yeah. Your nose is so much better now. You're like, yeah, so you droplets. guys might
2: think we're crazy. So since she was born, we have a journal with literally every pee, every poop, every time she's eaten, what time she's taking her vitamin D drops. Literally everything gets written down just for like a note. So we remember,
1: well, it's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Tim, I'm going to come to you. Um, you, you told me before uh, we went on air that you're, you're a biological and a stepfather. Yes. Tell me some of the challenges that, that, that you face with, um, having a stepchild and the biological, do, do you run into situations where, um, one feels more um needs more attention than the other or, or is it is it a situation where they get along real well
3: my uh my daughter will be fourteen at the end of this month so it's not really too big of no. an issue when they get along you know she can under, understand she's babysit sometimes and all that our uh my stepson he'll be six his real father's not in the picture some kind of his dad oh, okay. so to speak but you know to me it's still like I don't want to overstep certain boundaries being the step parent sure. But, hey, they get along pretty well. It's fairly easy. Our uh, six year old's a party animal so he doesn't like staying up all night. So well, that sucks waking up at five AM, but <laughs> like, night.
1: So I guess that leads into my next question. Um you you mentioned that the father's not around. So right. you're the you're the the primary, we'll say. Right. How does your step daughter
3: Step stepson? I'm stepson. sorry,
1: I'm sorry. How does your stepson look at you does he look at you as his father or does he still um kind of because this will lead into what i'm gonna say how how i kind of deal with things being a stepdad
3: so he calls me dad and i'm okay with that that's awesome i came into his life when he was at two okay with his mom we actually dated like in 2013 we took a break you know she went her way she had a kid i went my way i got in a little bit of trouble whatever i'm not gonna talk about all that (laughs) So when COVID hit, we actually started talking again, and we got back together, and I you know, so like me and her already had our relationship established and uh, established and built. It was kind of spilling and be the dad, and
1: that's awesome. That's really cool, you know. Uh, in my situation, I have two stepdaughters. Their father is in the picture, but uh, Rich can attest, it's a challenge. It's a challenge in a sense that, uh he likes to play mind games with the girls. The girls basically grew up watching them, watching him kind of destroy their mom for the first several years of their life. Matter of fact, the oldest, the first thing, um, she told me when I met her was, um, my dad abuses my mom. And hearing that right out the shoot let me know that this is going to be, um, a tough road uh, because there's already some things. There's already some patterns that has been established. So I knew going in that it was going to be, be a tough, um, my wife's ex-husband, similar to my ex-wife. So I kind of played that game. I knew where he was coming from, but when you're talking about kids, you're talking about a brain that's not developed yet. And when you're talking about a guy that's kind of playing into that, It's tough. So the transition days, when they come over, there's always a test. What can I get away with? And it never fails. Rich, again, Rich knows all too well. Um, They try, but we have a different kind of a parenting system that they're not used to seeing. They're not used to seeing, seeing a family dynamic. They're not used to seeing their mom... And, um, somebody being in, you know, a loving relationship, they're not used to seeing, uh, uh, love and affection being displayed. So that is different. And, and up until recent times, they always thought that that was weird because they, it's a revolving door for their father. Um, he's at a Baker's dozen right now of women that he's introduced his daughters to. And I think that's horrendous. I think that's bad, uh, parenting because it sets a bad example they're definitely at an age where they see what their dad really is and um, they come to us they kind of vomit a lot of things on us and i guess the the number one rule is to never never you know say anything negative towards their dad You, you take in the information information that they give you and 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 we do the best we can to try and teach them that maybe that's not the best thing to do and some things that he has he has said to his daughters are, are not proper. So there's a lot of times that uh, our visits with them are, we're building them back up because they come to us and they're just beat down to the ground. So it is tough. It's really tough and it, it's, it's, it's a struggle when you have to take them back. Knowing that you just spent three, four days building them up. Um, we tell the oldest one, build your armor because he's, it's just, it's a whole nother podcast that we can get into, but she's 14 years old and, and, and she's questioning, you know, what she wants to do, who she is. So she's at that age and, and, and he is not about it. He thinks she should be a certain way and she's very, very thick skinned and she's very determined to be who she wants to be. And I'm proud of her for that. So, but it makes for a, for a difficult, uh, transition period, um, rich your sons are are at that age they both have phones social media is a big distraction and i and i think we all know that these kids these days are faced with more information than we we ever were so it's hard to relate how do you as a dad with you know co-parenting with your ex-wife how do you kind of limit what they can see on their phones and, and, and do you kind of watch from afar what they do?
0: So, uh, yeah, both of my boys have phones. Um, my soon to be 16 year old son just got Instagram. We just allowed him to get Instagram and the reason why we did it and he asked and it was for, we felt it was logical reason. There's somebody who takes photos for, um, for his baseball team, for his high school baseball team. And he posts them all on Instagram. That's fine. Yeah. You know, that was one thing. Um, we did let him have Snapchat at one time. Then he lost his Snapchat privileges for a little while. Uh, we've allowed it back on, but there was definitely some, um, you know, there was definitely some stuff going on that we needed to make sure that he understood that it wasn't, it wasn't proper. It wasn't right. Um, but you know, one of the things is when it comes to that is my, my, their mother and I are on the same page when it comes to just about everything when it involves the kids, it's, you know, we do things for them to protect them, but then we also do allow them a little bit of freedom, but then they, they know that if they overstep the boundaries on the freedom that, um, it'll, it can quickly go away. Um, but I, you know, I'm, very fortunate enough to where I have, uh, an unbelievable, you know, co-parenting uh, yeah. partner with me, uh, through this. And, uh, it's all about making sure that we do everything that is right for them. And that's it.
1: That's awesome. And, and, and I, Rich was reading the agenda apparently because that was my next question. Um, or I guess statement will say. Yeah, um, I wasn't reading it. <laughs> oh, he has a very rare situation where his ex-wife um, and him are, are very close. They, they have a lot of understanding. Their their respect level for one another is is outstanding. And I, and I could only wish that that was the situation that we were in. Um, but it, it's a rarity, and it's awesome to see when the two parents can kind of put aside whatever, but the focus is on the kids because the kids are the ones that are going to benefit the most. And, and that's one thing that, that we have to figure out as, as, you know, stepdad, mom, um, him on the other side, like, what is this going to do? What's the effect of all this negative negativity that they're faced with? How is that going to affect them down the road? So it's a, um, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of repeat what JP said. uh, There's no manual, you know, you just, I don't know. I'm doing this on the fly. So, um, each day, each visits a little bit different and it's a learning experience. And I just try to be the best I can to be to build them up. Um, but JP, I guess, uh, we're going to close this out and I'll go around table. JP, what obviously ends at least five weeks. We're a long ways away from technology and this and that. What is your biggest fear as a father?
2: Well, I think my biggest fear is just, you know, the affairs and what's going on in the world today, you know. I think uh, having kids has kind of had my internal clock start. You know, you think about how old you are when they're born and how old you're going to be when they graduate. And you start wondering if you're ever going to meet grandkids and all that stuff. So, And the biggest fear ultimately would probably be having to leave this world and uh, leave your child behind Mm. to have to fend in this crazy world by themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. That's,
1: that's powerful. Yeah. And that's powerful. You want to be their voice. You want to be their light moving forward. And, and and if you're not there, gosh, man, that you don't even want to think about that. That's awesome. JP, Um, Tim, you got a 14 year old daughter. She's, um, she's basically right at that age. She, these kids are wiser than we were at when we were younger. Um, What's your biggest fear, I guess, um, as a dad that's, like you said, she's 14. You have a six-year-old stepson. What are some of the fears that you have?
3: Like Rich said, it's kind of like you got to try to give him some freedom with social media. But at the same time, you got to keep him off certain things. Like she has a YouTube channel. She has 20,000 followers. Oh, wow. That's a lot. And to me, like, I know half of those are probably creeps in the world. Sure. Which,
1: which which presents a whole nother challenge. <laughs> yeah.
3: But I don't want to take away from her because she's having fun and she's doing nothing wrong. Right. So it's just like another thing I have to babysit and monitor. And then it's like JP said, world affairs, what's going on in the world. Can I set my kids up for success when I'm not around?
1: Yeah, that's um, that's true. You know, and, and I look at it the same situation where – If, if my wife and myself aren't around, you know, this is what my stepdaughters are, are faced with. And, and I couldn't imagine having to deal with that when he's the primary, it's, oh, it's bad enough the the, the way the situation is. So, but that, that's, that's good, you know, and looking at the fine line between wanting to give your kids access, you want them to be able to feel like they have some privileges that comes at a cost. So knowing to balance when to say the right thing, you know, how to say the right thing, that that's tough. So, um, great advice guys. Uh, again, this is, a, this is a segment that I think we've talked about before. It, it's, it's just important. And, and we're going to hit on other topics, you know, with other shows here in the future that just hit on struggles that men face. You know, I don't think men, um, are equipped or given the, 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 the right tools to know what to say or know how to handle such situations. They, they kind of shell up and, um, you know, we want to hopefully help somebody down the road that might be struggling with that. I think, I think that's important. And um, I'm going to bring Rich back in here for a final question. He had to step away Um, and, and same question as the other guys what's your fear as a dad with, with sons that are, you know, they're like right around the corner, they're going to be going to college.
0: Sorry, I was on mute. Um, no, the only thing I worry about is, you know, it's not that I'm worried about them making the right decision. I'm just worried about everything that goes on around. Right. Um, you know, you, as a, as a parent, and I'm sure Tim can probably like kind of he touched on it or whatever. You kind of want to, you know, allow your kids a little bit of the freedom, right? Remember as a kid, I remember I remember my, you know, me growing up, JP was probably the same way, Tom, and Tim you were probably still the same way when you were a kid in the summertime, you'd leave in the morning on your bike, you come home when the street lights were on. Your parents hey. didn't give a shit where you were at, what you were doing as long as they knew that you were back home mm-hmm. at that time. Times have changed, you know, you can't really you can't really do that anymore. Did we have creeps back then? Sure did. Now the way social media is now yeah. and the way they don't have to leave out. their house to be creepy. Yeah. Well, not only that though, but I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's more mainstream now than it was before. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I could say is, you know, you gotta, you gotta protect your kids, uh, you know, to a certain point, but then you also have to work on from when they're, when they're young up until the age that they are now uh, to make, make the right choices. Right. You mm-hmm. know, um, I think now, nowadays when you see uh, some kids um, you know, parents really don't parent kids. Um, and I think that that plays a huge role in that mm-hmm. is, you know, Hey, I can be your friend. It's not just the phone time, yeah. relax. I'm going to take your phone away. But, it's not like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean it's not uh, you know it's not a phone it's not this um, but it's you you have to just find a, a medium right you got to find a medium and you have to entrust a little bit of trust in your kids to make the right decisions and you can be their friend but you also have to be your their parent as well yeah so, yeah I think some I think sometimes you get people who try to you know be friends with their kids and want their kids to be part of the cool crowd or that you know, you want them to, uh, you know, do this or do that. I mean, I see people all the time now, like, you know, uh, you know, kids are, you know, Tim's going to face this reality in two years when he's going to have a daughter that's going to be driving. You're going to see her friends, parents going out and, you know, buying them a $40,000 car. Listen, that ain't happening. Mm-mm. Show me, you can take care of this $1,500 car. Yeah. 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 You you know, make sure, well, just show me that you're responsible enough to take care of this, and then we'll talk about something else. You know, so, outside in the driveway right now, and I'll get a new car. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, and you know, and you know, and that's one of the things is, uh, you know, I've, I talked to my son. I'm like, hey, this is what you're getting for your first car. He goes, as long as he gets me to basketball practice or not basketball, but baseball practice in school. He's like, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it is. Yeah. So, sure. What's he getting? Yep. Uh, a, 2023, uh, Bronco four-door. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, body. no, 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 he's getting a 2012 Ford escape.
2: Nice. That's not wrong with that.
1: And just to clarify, I, I, the phone thing was, I think a lot of parents you see just giving them the phone and being like, just bug off. And I, I, I see that happening a lot, but, um, again, great advice. For, for, you know, new dads, established dads, stepdads, um, anybody yeah. has any advice, anybody needs help with anything, please don't hesitate. Reach out to us. We're here. We're responsive. And uh, we'll do our best to answer any questions you might have and or steer you in the right direction that that you might need if you need help. So just be careful. Tom might make a tick tock out of it. I will not do that. Uh, or I, I I have uh, boundaries that I follow. So (laughs) moving on to, well, let's just face it. It's one of our funnest, most exciting segments. That's right. It's, uh, ain't my money. Not my problem. Where we give you a bet. You hit the app. Who knows if you hit, make some money, throw a little bit our way. We're going to start with our guest tonight. Mr. Uh, Tim. i I'm going to take the Buckeyes
0: to win. Today, <laughs> year, hey, hey. Next, next four national here comes, here comes hey, the Tim. futures
2: bet. Hey, All Tim, ahead. uh, it ain't Jackson Smith Ojigba is going to be. Uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you two. That, that's enough. It, it ain't your money, so it's not your so, problem. Um, not
3: this I, week? I have a parley on the UFC bet tonight with Oliveira and Nunez both winning at plus 194. I think Oliveira is going to prove he deserves another shot for the lightweight title. And Nunez is just the baddest bitch on the planet. <laughs> there
2: and you go. Month, okay. Part of
3: the- Let's go for JP. I do have one, actually. Give me Jameer Gibbs as NFL Offensive Player of the Year at plus 12,000. Oh,
2: wow. Oh. Damn. Oh.
3: All the talk coming out of camp, he just seems like he's Alvin Kamara, so you might get lucky, you might hit it.
4: All right, what's this guy's name?
3: Maybe we should plus? all throw in on that. Jameer Gibbs. 12,000? 12, 12,500 for NFL Offensive Wow, of the year. that's crazy. So well, look,
2: God, I think as a group here – I think as a group here, we can work up $100. bucks. let us do 25 I minutes mean, on it.
1: For a guy coming into an offensive system that's not just for running back. designed for him, that's pretty uh, – It's not ooh, my money. That Look at Tim. <laughs> Tim's yeah. already on board with it. Uh, JP, yeah. it ain't your money.
2: It's not my problem. There you go. What All you right, got I'm going to gonna speak- go to uh, – Game five in the NBA Finals uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Denver minus nine, which they've covered in the three wins so far. And I take the under two oh eight for plus two thirty three. Also, in the three Denver wins, all games have went under two oh eight. Uh, Miami's kind of had a hard time scoring. Mm. Yeah, that was uh,
1: <sighs> it was bad yesterday. You, I mean, it was bad game three, but yeah, they just they came out flat and i don't i think it's time to close yeah i th- i think it'll be done tomorrow night i think it's yeah. over with goes um, back to denver it's yeah I mean, you got you got jokic just playing out of his mind and yeah. um so that's a pretty safe bet uh rich it's not your money
0: <clears throat> monday night 8:30 tip off i got uh I got the money line. I got Miami taking it a plus three, uh,
1: 320. Wow. They got to make this interesting. Come on now. We got to stretch. He's trying to make money here, folks. That, uh, throw a couple bucks down, maybe win a couple bucks. So, um, I don't think, I don't think Miami's going to, you know, lay down. I I, I think they're going to give them, maybe a quarter of hell, but I don't see any more than that. Um, my pick this week, or did you have another one, Richard? Is that, that it? Okay. No, that's it. Uh, my right, pick. we this go. Week, NASCAR. Here you go, buddy. You got it. Oh god. It. Y'all like NASCAR. Huh? You ever, you ever watch NASCAR? It's kind of like drinking a fine wine. Um, Shout out to uh, Andy. Left Sch- turn. Yeah. Left turn, Clyde. Left turn, yep. Clyde. Yep. 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 Well, Clyde- make a left. Clyde would be in the back seat, shedding all over the place, <laughs> hair getting in my eye. I wouldn't be able to see. I'd turn right into the wall. But um, there you go. I'm going with uh, the race tomorrow is in Sonoma. So it's, it's a road race. And who won the original road race this year? None other than Tyler Reddick. I think he's going to do it again. Plus 400. Give me Tyler Reddick wow. to win in Sonoma. The road road.
2: Um, I'm gonna follow up with you on that next week because that's once again another sport that I don't watch. So yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> uh, I
1: have been fairly decent in in what knowledge I have, and I don't have a lot, but I'm I'm working my way to it. So yeah, moving on to our final segment of the day, we kind of clear the air, get anything off your chest. Rich, which closing thoughts for this evening? Um, I
0: really don't have anything. This week, just because I've had a shitty week at work. Uh, JP and I were texting earlier this week. I think it was Tuesday morning or something like that. Yeah, I got stuck at work, but those who work, I, you know what? Those who work in, in any type of heavy industry, make sure that you um, wear your personal protective equipment and don't get hurt in the middle of the night, please. Oof. Save guys from not getting any sleep. Yeah. Oh, That's why he told me you
2: had a long night.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. You want call one. again? <clears throat> I'm off call right now. So, oh. but this week, yeah. So, so I got called in, and it was something that was very avoidable, and, and
1: it usually is.
0: It's yeah, it's just yeah, it something is. small. So, if you work in the industry, if you ever have any, uh, if if you ever run into a situation, just stop what you're doing and yeah, do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, JP, I Nick, would normally I would echoes for everything.
1: I, I would yeah. normally go to you, but our uh our guest here just happened to show me something That's um for you, related Rich. to what you're saying
3: <laughs> i cut my finger off in tool and die about four years ago he's it
1: folks he's not flipping wow. off the screen yeah. he's showing you his uh the nub. <laughs> oh wow he's got a little stubby there yep. Um, that probably well, comes.
2: That probably comes in handy for some other things, right? Well, <laughs> very good for it. <laughs> hey, that that'll be on another, another segment of
3: misunderstood. Uh,
1: Tim, while I got you on the screen, um, you got anything
3: you know you want to close out the show with? Uh, just as you were touching on earlier with the whole men in society, if anyone has any questions or issues, just reach out to us. We're here to help. Most of us have knowledge with you know fourteen year olds down to JP having a five week old. We're here to help you guys. We're here to just an ear to listen to, shoulder to lean on.
1: Yeah, that's that's well said, JP. Which closing thoughts?
2: Yeah. So uh, I was watching the Tigers today, and I was thinking about the sad state of affairs for Detroit sports. So uh, I have a little bit of build up, and then I have a statement, and I want to know if you guys agree with me. So the Detroit Lions no playoffs since 2016. Pistons, no playoffs since 2019. Wings, sit 2016, and Tigers, 2014. So, with that being said, there's a lot of uh, buzz going on right now in Allen Park. And I kind of got to thinking that this was probably the most important and anticipated pro sports season that I can remember in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. That we have to have somebody win. And I was wondering yeah. if you guys agree with
1: that.
3: 100%. I agree so much. I bought season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> 100% I agree with that.
1: Uh, my, fear, my fear is the hype train is a little too hot right now, and they yeah. kind of get a little overinflated, but that's just the, the wishful thinking fan in me.
2: Yeah, I think we all need it like we need oxygen.
1: Yeah, especially after what eight straight loss of the Tigers, yet another shutout. Yeah, oh, it's just yeah, just getting bad. It's getting bad. Um, yeah My closing thoughts is uh, if if everyone doesn't know they they they've been under a rock for the last I don't know a couple of days. Taylor Swift is in town this weekend. You want to talk about a hype train? You want to talk about madness and chaos? People, Dude, I'm want surprised you- you're not there. Well, um, <laughs> I the, I do. the better half was was trying to get tickets, but um, not a Swifty. But I, being able to be like experience that would be pretty cool. But um, yeah, um, it it it's just crazy. And I think the craziest aspect of it is what people were asking on the secondary market for tickets up to $6,000 uh, for one ticket to, to stand or sit on the floor for a, a three and a half hour concert. It's just crazy. Um, you know, she's a hell of an entertainer and I don't think for a second that it would be worth, I don't know, 75 bucks to, to go see her, but, um, it's just wild downtown was, was madness. Parking lots. I heard we're charging up to $200 for parking and you know you got tiger games going so what happens you're driving down to see that piss poor baseball team and you go to park and you got to pay $200 you're like I'm out we're leaving I'm getting out of here but um it's crazy and 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 seeing you know Matt Reif the comedian his tickets went on sale craziness now they're blowing up I think Ticketmaster is just kind of it's out of control and I don't know how you fix yeah. it I don't know how you fix the fees um and I'm surprised that these these huge artists don't kind of put their foot down and 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 demand change when it comes to that cuz these these girls these kids are paying thousands of dollars to see a show it's just it's just nonsense but um i'm going to jump off my soapbox there but um yeah i we tried to go it would have been awesome but um not so much i'm not paying more than 100 dollars for a ticket so but anyways, great show tonight, guys. Think about
2: all the uh think about how much money you've spent on 7 Dust tickets. Oh, th- those <laughs> tickets are cheap though, JP. That that's one of the beauties. That's one
1: of the beauties of uh my boys from Marietta, Georgia. They they don't blow up their ticket prices. They're very reasonable. And It's I because uh...
0: it's because they blow. That's why they don't blow their ticket prices up. You
1: you have no idea, rich. What are you, idea, uh, what are you
2: about? You're about 10k in, 20k Probably.
1: maybe. I've seen them about 125 <laughs> times, so
2: um, That's how the Swifties feel.
1: Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, but I'm not paying thousands uh for one ticket though. 12, 12 to get in. <laughs> True. So, yeah. But again, guys, thanks so much. Uh great show tonight. Um you know, Thanks great- Tim for coming on. Yep, no thank no you problem. Tim uh, for adding your your uh, Buckeye knowledge and we'll uh, definitely have you on again to talk that and and you have a story that that our our viewers and our listeners are going to want to hear. Um that falls into the misunderstood segment category. So look for that in the incoming weeks. And um, next week we'll hit on the NBA and the NHL finals. Uh, I'm I'm guessing that uh, as JP shines the shocker in my face, uh, I'm guessing they'll both be wrapped up by then. So we'll hit on that. Obviously there's news always coming out of Allen park. So look for that. Uh, probably next Sunday. This was a uh, a rare Saturday night in the Speakeasy. But again, thanks, everybody, for watching. We look forward to seeing you all right back here next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right back here next week. For another fun-filled episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy Three.